Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast, and I'm your host, Pranella Harris, a licensed mental health provider. And here I discuss mental health education and I bring you wellness tips. And if that's what you're into, you are in the right place. If this is your first time listening to me, welcome. Do me a favor, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you receive an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please do me a favor and go ahead and share this podcast with your friends and family. I always say it's always great to have someone who wants you to develop, grow, and thrive with them. So today we are discussing the art of surrender. You know, a lot of people, myself included, thrive on routines and schedules. You know, I may go so far as to say I have a strong affinity to things being organized. It's just the way my brain works. I would often get so stressed out and overwhelmed because I was trying to control things in my life and other people's life and and things that I had no business trying to control because I had no control over it. You know, I would try to anticipate the needs of my children, the needs of my then husband, the needs of my friends, my family members, my life, my career. And it led me to a lot of overthinking, getting myself caught up in this anxious spiral. It just was not a good way to live kept me up at night. My thoughts were always racing. I never felt like I was moving ahead. I always felt like I had too much going on. But it wasn't until I started to practice the art of surrender that I began to release control and regain my peace. Today, I'm sharing with you some strategies that helped me. Before we get into that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Control is an illusion. We really do not have as much control as we think we do over anything. So much of our lives are outside of our locus of control. The first thing to conceptualize when considering surrendering is to understand what is in our zone of control and what is out of our jurisdiction. For the most part, we have control over ourselves only. And even that control is limited because we can't control our physiology, we can't control the biology of how our organs are working or breathing or any of that. But we can control our thoughts, our actions, our emotions. Those are the things that we can control. 
You know, I came up with a list of things that are outside of our control, things that we need to consider that we just have no jurisdiction of. We have no business trying to control it because it's just fruitless. It's just not going to yield the results that we want. So we need a different approach. Some things that we do not have control over. One, how other people treat you. Two, if someone likes or dislikes you. Three, other people's feelings, thoughts, or their actions. Four, who we are related to. As much as I would like, you know, I know it's not just me, but everyone has those family members. You're like, how are we related again? How are you like this? But yeah, we don't get to choose our family members, unfortunately. Five, our genetics. We do not get to choose our genetics. We don't get to choose, you know, what we look like. We don't get to choose whether our hair is curly or not curly, skin light or dark, what our ethnicity is. We just don't get to control it, which is very interesting to me. And this is a whole nother episode. But when people don't like you because of what you look like, like you didn't get to choose how you look. So how are you going to be on one team and you don't even like, you know, you didn't get to choose that. But you all, you know, excited about it. Okay, I digress. Okay, we don't get this control. (laughs) Number six is the weather. We don't get to control the weather. Okay, so number seven, we don't get to control our spouse, our children, our family members. As much as we try, that's just not something we have control over. They are individuals outside of ourselves and they have their own minds and own way of doing things. So we don't get to control our family members or children, any of them. Number eight is we don't get to control the aging process. Every day, every minute we are growing older, we are aging That's just the natural order of things. We do not get to control the aging process. Number nine is we don't control natural disasters. The world, the universe is just bigger than us. So there will be natural disasters. We don't control the weather. We don't have any control over any of that. We don't control the past or our future. A lot of times we spend ruminating and thinking about things that have happened in the past and we try to control things so that our future is different. But the only moment that we have is the present moment, okay? And what we're doing today. Number 11, we don't have control over the exact outcome of anything. You know, we do a lot of planning, We put things in motion and we hope that it aligns to get the outcome. But most of us have experienced things that we've done all the right things and the outcome was very different than what we expected. So know that we don't have control over the exact outcome. We can just put our best effort out there and hope for the best. Number 12 is... We don't have control over the fact that change is inevitable. We are constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. Time is constantly passing. So change is inevitable. Nothing will stay the same forever. Number 13, 
We don't control time. Time is very linear. It's constantly moving with or without our effort. So the sun is going to sun and the moon is going to be mooning. Life is going to be life and things are just constantly moving forward. We're constantly aging. Time is constantly passing. And my last one, number 14, is we don't control our health condition, our physical limitations, disorders. Maybe we're born with certain physical limitations. Maybe we contract certain health conditions. Maybe we have certain disorders in the way we learn or the way our body responds to things. So a lot of that is outside of our control. Now, given that exhaustive list, and there's many more um, that weren't included on that list of things that are outside of our control, but given that exhaustive list, I want to provide you with a list of things that we are in control over, things that we uh, can have a greater impact over, okay? And that is, number one, the way we treat others. We control ourselves, so we can control how we connect with other people, how we behave, our actions toward others. Number two is we control whether we practice forgiveness or hold on to grudges. That is within our control. Whether we choose to move forward, let go of anger and resentment, or we hold on to past hurts, past resentments. Number three is we can control our support and understanding for others. We can control how we show up in other people's lives and whether or not we are willing to uh, put forth the effort to understand them, where they're coming from, to empathize and sympathize with them. Number four is we control where we invest our time, where we put our energy, what things are important to us to provide our time to. Okay. Number five is we can control our love for self and showing our appreciation and compassion for ourselves and showing love for ourselves. That's something that is within our control. That's something that's within our jurisdiction. We can control whether or not we practice gratitude, whether or not we are thankful for where we are in our lives in the current moment. That's something that we can control. Number seven, we can control where we invest our energy. So what types of things do we give energy to and what types of things that we don't? That's something that's in our control. We can control number eight is taking care of our emotional, physical and mental well-being. So taking really good care of ourselves emotionally, physically, mentally, so that we are the best versions of ourselves. Number nine, we control our reactions Things are going to happen and we have a choice of how we react to those things. Number 10, your mindset. You know, what are your beliefs? How do you approach life? That's something that we control. Do we have a growth mindset or are we stuck in a lack mindset? Are we think, are we hopeful that things will get better? Are we staying stuck that it's just the way it's going to be and it's not going to change and we're in that fixed mindset? So we can control our mindset. Number 11 is 
we can control whether or not we live by our values. And that takes a lot of discipline because there's a lot of distractions, a lot of temptations. So we can control whether or not we give into those things or whether or not we are disciplined to live by our values and be authentic to those things. Number 12 is we can control whether or not we're flexible. So we can decide to be more fluid, be more adaptable rather than very rigid and holding on to our sets of routines very tightly. But is there room to change our mind? Is there room to change the course? Is there room to do things differently? All right. Number 13 is we can control whether or not we release the need for control. So that's something that we can do. Remember, control is based on out of fear. We're doing these things to mitigate our fear. And the last one that I have is we can control whether or not we release fear. So if we're able to release fear, then we are able to also release control or a need for control. You know, fear is the underlying emotion that leads us to want to control things. We have little control over, right? So we come up with these rituals because we're triggered and we feel a lack of control. So we feel like we have to do something. And so we often settle on these routines, these rituals that provide us a sense of false safety, right? Because it's really managing our anxiety. It isn't doing much to control the outcome of whatever's going to happen, but it makes us feel good about it. I'll give you an example of this. I remember one summer, my son was going to his first overnight sleepaway camp for basketball. And he was about 11 at this time. And I was a nervous wreck. I mean, I had packed and repacked his bag at least five times. Then I recall the day of running through this exhaustive list of reminders and pacing back and forth. I mean, I really did look, I looked nuts um, while reciting things like, remember to set your alarm and pack your water each day and call me every morning. And I was just talking really fast and not breathing in between. And, and then my son looked at me and said, um, mom, are you nervous? Of course, I had to confess, you know, because I apparently looked the part and I confessed, yes, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. And I just had to sit with myself and just calm down. Like, you know, it's going to go how it goes. And everything worked out. And, you know, he forgot to pack his water, but that was a lesson he learned. And, you know, nothing terrible happened. He at times couldn't call me. So, I mean, it went the way it went. I just felt better about it. If I went through this whole list, made myself a little nutty, looked a little nutty in the process and, you know, it all worked out and he had a great time. But that's just an example of, you know, how we do these rituals and it really has no consequence on how it's going to turn out. It's just things to make us feel secure, assuage our own anxiety. Right. So let's get into how we relinquish our need to control and how we actually practice the art of surrender. All right. So I have a few tips for you. Number one is do some self-reflecting. Our bodies are great thermometers for stress and overwhelm. It will tell you 
when you are overburdened, when you're overwhelmed, all right? When we start to feel overburdened, our anxiety just kicks into motion. And at this time, we should be taking the moment to do some self-reflection to assess what is triggering this emotion. Is this something that I have control over? Or is this something I can surrender and let go of? All right. Number two is make plans with the expectation that things can change. So create an outline of how you hope things to go. You know, that way you have some type of structure, but leave room for flexibility or leave room for a different outcome. Okay. Number three, don't get set on one outcome. Practice being fluid and flexible. Sometimes you will be beautifully surprised that something turns out better than you expected if you leave room for multiple outcomes. Like it can go this way or it can go that way. Stay open, stay positive. Number four is acceptance. Accept that what is meant for you will be yours. So again, you're being fluid, you're not forcing any outcomes, you're allowing yourself to receive what is supposed to be for you, all right? So you don't have to, you know, be so directive. Of course, you want to put forth your best outcome, and if it's for you, understanding that it will be yours. If it's not, another opportunity will be on its way. This has a lot to do with a growth mindset and abundant mindset and just not really forcing things, but allowing things to flow. Number five is embrace change. Sometimes we get very rigid and I'm guilty of this too. You know, I like my structure, my routine, and this is something that I have worked on and continue to work on is just being less rigid, being open to changing and not stuck in, this is the way I do things. This is how I like it done, but being open and being curious and embracing change and embracing new opportunities. And I think, you know, by me doing this, I have grown immensely and it's a lot more fun than if I already know the outcome and I already know how things are going to be. I've already been doing the same thing the same way all these years is there's a little bit of fun and excitement that comes in to learning a new way of doing things to seeing a different outcome or seeing a, a different perspective on something you've been doing for a long time. Number six is stay present. Don't get stuck in the past or worried about your future. You know, really enjoy the moment. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy today, the here and now. Seven is release fear. This can keep us stuck and wanting to control things, people, places, and avoid uncomfortable feelings because we have so much fear. Fear of people leaving our lives. Fear of something terrible happening. Fear of the unknown. So really releasing fear and allowing things to unfold the way they're supposed to unfold. Number eight is understand that things are only new once. So be brave and surrender to being brave and courageous. So a lot of times because of fear, right, we don't 
put ourselves out there. We don't try new things. We don't go after things that are uncertain or have a certain level of risk because we fear of embarrassing ourselves or we fear not performing as well. But understanding that it's only new once. And once you get through that, you get better at it. You can perfect it. You can make progress to improve. Okay. Number nine is know that everything is temporary. This goes along with the premise that change is, you know, always happening around us. Time is always going forward, right? So good and bad times are temporary. So just understanding that we're in constant movement, we're in constant movement forward and everything is temporary. Good times are temporary, so enjoy those that moment, but bad times are also temporary and we don't have to stay stuck in what seems to be like a very challenging time in our life. Number 10 is everything can be used for our greater good. We will be faced with negative and positive things. Negative experiences teaches us to cope and where we need to develop. And positive things recognize us for our efforts and the good things that we are doing. So remember that everything can be used for our greater good. There are going to be lessons and blessings. All right. All of it is used to help us grow, develop, evolve. All right. So don't shy away from any of that. So in conclusion, the art of surrender is about releasing our need to control the people, places, and things in our lives. It frees us up for using all of our mental energy trying to control things we have no input or effect on. When we know what's in our jurisdiction, when it comes to what is in our zone of control, we make space for ourselves to manage our lives better, manage our emotional well-being better. When we understand that our children are their own people and that we cannot control their thoughts and behaviors, it opens up a new relationship, a new way of relating to them, to the people in our lives. Whether it be our children, our husbands, our wives, our uh, co-workers, our family members, you know, relinquishing that need to control anyone else, right? It allows them to show up in their authentic selves, who they were meant to be. We can hold them accountable, but ultimately they are responsible for themselves. And we are teaching them. If there are children, we're teaching them how to be responsible for themselves. But if there are other relationships, we're setting our boundaries with them, but we're also respecting their boundaries and allowing them to be who they were meant to be and authentic to themselves. So relinquishing the need from control actually helps you live more freely, live a more fulfilling life and, you know, releases you from stress, anxiety, overwhelm, because you don't have so much to be responsible for. You don't feel like you're responsible for those things. Surrendering what is outside of our jurisdiction allows us time to focus our energy on continuing to grow and thrive in our healing journey. So that's all I have, Rise Tribe, for today. Remember, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. 
By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.